Welcome back to Revelation On Demand Podcast, and Merry Christmas! We hope you're having a very blessed Christmas and are so grateful you decided to join us today despite the holidays. Join us as we see what God might have to say about the dread of the end. I'm your host, J.D. Myers, and joined me with me, as usual, is Chris Hess. How are you doing this wonderful Christmas day, even though it's not Christmas for us? <laughs> well, I, I'm going to say Merry Christmas. God bless you all. Um, it's it's a wonderful thing to say, you know, Merry Christmas, instead of maybe uh, Happy Holidays. Oh, but, you know, Thanksgiving is a month before. I don't know. I, I've always taken joy in saying Merry Christmas. No disrespect. <laughs> Honestly, I've already said Merry Christmas before I even came to Christ, because <laughs> I realized that this, it wasn't originally a Christian holiday, but I do realize that they have, you know, cornered the market. So even before I was a believer, I would always say Merry Christmas anyways, because I was like, well, it's their holiday. We might as well use their words, right? <laughs> right. There's a reason for everything. Yeah. Uh, so as we were kind of joking, this is pre-recorded. So through the magic of the internet, it's been about two weeks for you guys, but for us, it's been like 15 minutes. So we are recording this right after our last episode, and we are hoping to have some great Christmas cheer. I hope that you had a chance to see that Christmas star I was talking about last episode at the beginning. Uh, I hope it's wonderful, and I can't wait to see it myself, but you've already seen it. so. And in case you missed it, it was on the 21st of December. This is yes. December. Yes. Go look up pictures online. I'm sure there's going to be plenty. So... We are going to be doing a very special Christmas episode today. Uh, we will be going over the Christmas story. So to tie it back to what we do, if you remember back to chapter 12, I will read a little section from that. A great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and the crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its heads. Its tail swept the third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that we, it might devour her child the moment it was, he was born. She gave birth to a son, a male child, who will rule the nations with an iron scepter. So, as we went over in that episode, we were talking about how this is future and past prophecy where this has already been fulfilled. And as we come to the Christmas season and we talk about the Christmas story, this is very much in line with that story about the woman and the dragon and the child. So when we are listening to the story, as our friend Chris will read us here in a minute, we need to keep in mind yes, that this is, this is that revelation. This is that, that prophecy coming true. Now, uh, Mary is playing the role of the woman in this. It's in the prophecy originally just Israel as a nation, but Mary is standing in for the woman in this scene. And just for the birth scene, we will hear about how the son came into the world and what was going on during the time. So if you'd be so kind, my friend, would you read us today's scripture? Yes. Scripture today we'll be reading is... Luke 2, chapters 1 through 21. New, chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. I knew that. <laughs> the scripture we'll be reading today is Luke, chapter 2, 
verses 1 through 21. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, to the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes, cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone over them. They were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Yep. I love that story. So I have a question for you, Chris. Do you know why we celebrate Christmas? We celebrate we celebrate Christmas because it is the birth of Jesus Christ. Yes. Now, do you know when Jesus was actually born? Uh, <laughs> uh you're gonna get technical. Yeah. Uh okay, so Jesus's birth was, it would have to be, see, what what I always get confused on is we have B.C. before Christ and A.D. after death. It doesn't Jesus. mean after death. It's a, it's a Latin term that means after arrival or something like that. Really? So it's, literally, it's literally talking about after Jesus came, but... Um, before we get into the year exactly, I was more going after why we did celebrate Christmas on December 25th. Because 
as studies have shown, Jesus wasn't really born in December because during December, uh, it's the monsoon season in the Middle East and uh, people would not be out uh, grazing their animals during the monsoon season. So the real reason that we we do this on December 25th is because if you know anything about uh, solstices and and, uh, equinoxes, the solstice, the winter solstice is the 21st. So that is the shortest day of the year. That is the darkest day of the year. The reason we celebrate Christmas during this time is because not only is it like three months or, you know, uh, a factor of three from the resurrection, it is the darkest day of the year. And we are talking about the light to the world. So that is why we celebrate when we do. Now, as for the date he was born, it was probably around 6 to 4 BC. And this was the census that they're talking about was the census of 8 BC, which it takes years for these censuses to complete. So when we're talking before Christ, time advances as the years get, uh, the year number gets smaller. So it started in 8 BC and then, it's taken this long to fill it all out. And as you heard in the story, he was taking Mary because they were to be wed. They weren't wed yet. But since they were going to be married by the time the census completed, they decided to go ahead and answer the census as a couple. Makes sense. And he was to be wed to her. And they happened to make this pilgrimage anyway because he was descended to the line of david as they were discussing yeah yeah and uh Quin- quinerus uh served as governor of syria during six to nine AD, but he may have had another term during the six to four bc which would have made him the person who was in charge of the census at this time uh, the census didn't normally require people to travel. However, if Joseph is a descendant of David, he may have land in Bethlehem that he would have to go physically pay taxes on. So uh, it sounds like he doesn't have any servants that could be trusted to do this. So he has to go and answer the census in his homeland because more than likely he has property there that he needs to pay uh. for. So, uh, yeah, just like today the Romans didn't make people travel unless they had to. Uh, so it was, it was more than likely he was required to be physically present so that he could pay the taxes and prove that he's still alive. And you know, the state wouldn't seize his land or something like that. Okay. That that explains it. And, uh, and he would still have to pay taxes to Kyrenius. Ah, well, yeah, yeah. He'd have to pay taxes wherever he was living at the time, but he can pay the tax. If he has land, that is not where he's living. He'd have to go pay those taxes in person or send a servant. But since it's the census, he probably decided that I might as well go down there and take the census there. So it's all done in one shot. You know, we think, we think a lot like that today, you know, trying to get things done as efficiently as possible. Well, if you, if you go into the background of Joseph and even Mary, when, when they were to first meet and stuff like that, um, it's it's a good story in all honesty where Joseph was where he was and um how Mary had to confess to him how she was pregnant but not by a man so the firstborn son was very important during these times because uh they had very large families due to child more more mortality 
So uh, often the firstborn son would be the only one who inherits anything, and the rest of the children would kind of be at their graces because when you start when you start splitting up wealth amongst many many people, it starts to just disappear quickly. So uh, the firstborn is still important today. Arguably, most people have some sort of you know sentiment or something. Hi, yes. Sorry, that's my son. Uh, my my thirdborn, actually. But um, the firstborn is arguably still important today. Uh, the building that they were staying in is not like many buildings we know of today. To conserve on uh, building materials, they probably had this bi-level building where the family lived upstairs and the stables were downstairs and there was often a hearth that would heat the entire building, uh, in the desert, in, in the middle East nights can get really cold, especially if it's, you know, fall and winter. So to save on materials and to more effectively heat one building instead of many, the animals would be the ground floor in their stalls and then the family would live in the top floor, either as, you know, a loft area or as a completely second but open floor where the heat would be able to pass through the entire building. That makes a lot of sense. And heat rises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the building was most likely that that inn was more than likely a cana- uh, caravansary, which is a roadside building where multiple groups of people can stay. So, that it's not an inn like we think day or a hotel where you have many rooms. It's much like that, but it'd be, it'd be this building where you can bring your pack animals into and, and keep them out of the weather and whatnot. Uh, so we did that, 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 that. And then the angels come to the shepherds, not the religious elite. We see this pattern often in most of scripture where the, God is talking to the least of society is talking to people who are, you know, not in the upper echelons. He doesn't talk to the rich. He doesn't talk to the people who are claimed to be the holier than thou religious elite. So we see this with the angel going to the shepherds and saying, Hey, your Messiah has been born. Go praise him. And so these would have been the shepherds just around Bethlehem that are coming to this. And we didn't get into the Magi portion because I didn't think it was necessary, but a quick tidbit on that. They were more than likely coming well after Jesus's birth. Uh, So they wouldn't have been there the night of his birth, like many, uh, what are those, uh, no, novelty, novelty scenes. Whatever they're called. Novelty scenes? Oh, like uh, nativity? Nativity. Nativity. There you go. That's the word. Words are hard. Anyways, nativity scenes where you often see the three wise men in the background. Uh, That's not technically correct. They probably came well after, which is why we have uh, Herod killing just like in, in large swaths. Quiet, Quinner. I got children in the background. Uh, yes. And a uh, wonderful nickname. 
anyway. his name's Quinn, and we call him Quinner, Quinner Chicken Dinner. Uh, so that's where why we call him Quinner. All right. Yeah. So the birth of the Messiah is, is like the greatest news that we could. Uh, in regards to what you were saying, where it, it might have not been novelty and like just like the nativity, we do have the three kings who are there as well. Uh, ju- just to, but with, with you saying that they might not have been there on time, I, I'm just reviewing everything that we were talking about, and. Yeah, you're right, because it says because the angel had told them, you will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. They don't necessarily specifically say, oh, by the way, you have to be there for every little bit of it. Yeah, no, and, and the angel is coming just to shepherds in the region. So the as if we go into the story of the Magi someday, it is talking about how they are the people who look at the stars and read signs. So they see a uh-huh. star, which is much like the Christmas star that we just had. But instead of Jupiter and Venus, it was Jupiter or not Jupiter and Venus. The one during the time of Christ was Jupiter, Venus and Rigelus in the sign of Leo that created a Christmas star. And the, one that we are having or just had this year is just Jupiter and Saturn. So they would have seen that as a sign that the king is being born in Israel because Leo was the sign for Israel, the lion. And they seen Rigelus as a, as a king. And then the star shows up. So they would have come it would have happened during the time Jesus was born and they would have started heading to Israel. But I don't know if they, it would have took months for them to come from Babylon all the way to Bethlehem. So who knows how long that took. They probably weren't there the night of Jesus's birth is what I'm saying. No. And and here I enjoyed every film rendition growing up of how they were there upon his arrival. Yeah, well, we should be used to this. We are the studiers of Revelation, where not everything that is spoken of canonically is canonically. So we should be used to that kind of leeway where things aren't quite as they always seem. <laughs> so Heaven this knows. Is, this, yeah, yeah, this is the great news uh, that we are to be washed away of our sins. You know, the coming of Christ, the perfect sacrifice for us. We will one. He will one day in his time be sacrificed for all the world's sins. Major emphasis on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then talking about the manger thing, how strange this was, it wasn't commonplace. A manger is this trough where you put hay in and animals can eat the hay out of the trough and it keeps the, the hay off the ground, keeps them from stamping it into the ground. So while there would have been, you know, straw and hay in this, in this manger, which would have made it nice and soft, it's not commonplace for people to put babies in these things. So it would have just been, that's what they had available. And and I was thinking maybe this was like an early inspiration for cribs where they're like, Hey, we can put, you know, this kind of baby jail. Baby jail. Baby okay. You, you went a little <laughs> bit off the deep end with that, but yes, these, that's what I call them. Cause that's what we use. Them <laughs> okay. Fair enough. You're the dad here. Yeah, but 
But anyways, you can put the baby in there and they're safe and they can't, you know, roll out and you can see them from a little bit away so you can go about doing house chores and whatnot. So And they're uncomfortable. That, well, they're they're comfortable if you put something in the bottom that makes them comfortable. Okay, fair enough. So. Fair enough. I haven't been in one in many years, so I can promise you that. Yeah. So he will bring priest, but division as well. So not only is Jesus the Messiah coming to bring peace to the world, but as he comes, there will be people who oppose this, who oppose his coming, and that will create division. I mean, Jesus himself said during his ministry, I don't just come to bring peace, I bring a sword. So there will be division over what is the truth and how we follow the truth and we see that today still so even even though we are many th- hundreds of thousands of years removed from this time there is nothing new under the sun we are still facing the same kinds of evil that creep in and, and try to lead people away and sin and reading the Bible has really given me an appreciation for it. As we, as we do this episode where I'm closing up my first walk through the Bible and just reading how every ailment that we think is an issue today has some answer in the Bible. And it's, it's just inspiring to me that it's all there. All you have to do is look for it. You just turn to scripture and boom, you have an answer for whatever, whatever it was that was bothering you. And I'm just so grateful that I've had this year of walking with you guys and, and seeing how I've grown through this and what we've done to make this podcast better and better. And I'm just re- really grateful as we close up this year that I had Chris here to help me with this podcast. And I'm grateful for all our listeners. And I'm just amazed at what has happened so far. Amen to that. Happen to help anytime. God has called me to Anything that. Else you'd like to... Yeah. Well, I was just saying God, God really called me to that too. And it, it's helped me grow as a person as well. Yeah. It's, it's been amazing. And you got anything else you want to add? Well, um, you know, it's, it's family time. It's Christmas. It, it, you know, a lot of people, have struggles this time of year and remember that this day and night of Christmas is easily exempt from the fortunate because uh, you're accommodated for on Christmas. Just remember that there's a lot of people who aren't accommodated for at this time of year and it's just any other miserable day and with how resonating the holiday is with people who enjoy it and are fortunate, it should be that resonating for those who have been less fortunate, who have been truly struggling no matter where they are in life. So I I do recommend, and I just, you know, I I put all my prayers, thoughts, pour my heart into outreach. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're having a Christmas celebration today in your house and you're looking around at your neighbors and you see anyone who's alone this holiday and is alone, but 
may want someone, I'd really suggest even with the social reg- regulations and whatnot, inviting them in or taking them a plate of food and, and I don't know, giving them a, a small ornament of some sort. I don't however, know. however go you can where, work that out. Go yeah. where the spirit, yeah, go where the spirit leads you in this day. Do something nice for someone who's less fortunate if you can. And I mean, if you have social restrictions that are more stringent than even us, uh, go, as I said, go where the spirit leads you. Uh, takeaway for today, Jesus came to pay the sin debt for all of mankind, and we, by following him, are covered by this. We need to keep this in mind even when the world wants to secularize Christmas. So keep Christ in Christmas this this holiday season. Focus on Christ. This is the the Messiah we waited for. This is This is the coming of our covering. This is the culmination of God's plan to save his people. And we need to be ever grateful for that and keep Christ at the center of Christmas. Keep Christ in the center of eschatology too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More importantly, as of today, you know, I'm good. Have a wonderful day. Uh, you yeah. and your family enjoy the rest of your Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Well, Thank you for listening to the Revelation On Demand. Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you catch podcasts from. Please, if you like what we're doing, share this with a friend, family member, or someone from your church. This is a completely private venture, and we receive no funding from any sources. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please feel free to contact me at revelationondemand@gmail.com. at gmail.com. God bless, Merry Christmas, and see you next time.